testimony, the confession of your mouth. I don't think a lot of Christians fully understand this. I pray that God will give you full understanding because your life can be transformed if you will begin to act on this word and begin to practice it, just obeying God. Amen? In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, the scripture says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Two things, willing and obedient. And I'm coming back to willingness later because it's so important. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Speak to us from your word and encourage us, Father, so that we can be healed. Just like Angela said this morning, every area of our life can be healed. And you're willing to heal us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the second part of the message. I titled it, Faith Testimony. Faith Testimony. Now, faith in God's Word is the most powerful force in the world today. Faith in God's Word can change a vile, sin-loving person and change them overnight to a godly righteousness accepting individual. God can do that. God can take a timid individual. Faith in the word of God can take a fearful, timid individual and change them to a powerful witness for him overnight. God can do that through faith in his word. Speaking the word of God and confessing the word of God boldly is one of the mysteries of faith. A key mystery of faith. Faith, the Bible says faith is our victory. If you want to have a victorious life in this world, in God, you need faith. There is a mystery to faith. And one of the mysteries, and I believe the greatest mystery to faith in God, is found in a bold confession, a fearless confession of God's word against what you see in the natural. There's a secret. There is a mystery to it. You see, God is love. Faith walks through love. Faith is nothing without God. So faith only walks through love. But you see, what you need to understand is faith is just like love. You can only see it. It's only revealed through words and action. I say that again. Faith is just like love. God is love. God is a faith God. Faith is like love. Love is only revealed through words, right? And actions. Faith is just like that. 
It's only, there's a mystery to it. It's only revealed through words and action. So confessing God's words boldly is a key secret to live a victorious life as a Christian. The Bible says that we have overcome. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Even our faith. But faith is never revealed unless through words or action. That's when God responds to faith. When there are words and there are actions. Many times you pray for people to be healed and they're waiting for some feeling. They don't act their faith. They say they believe the word of God. They don't act their faith. They don't talk their faith. And God doesn't respond. And they wonder, why not? Why am I not healed? Well, you didn't act on it. Your faith was not revealed to God. Faith can be seen. Why is it that the word of God seems to work wonders in some lives, some people's lives, and then in others, he says, the word has no power at all. What is there? What makes the difference? The difference is in their confession. The words that you hear them speak. Who is doing the trick on me? <laughs> Teresa, I'll talk to you after the service. <laughs> hey, you made me lose the train of my tongue. <laughs> Why is it that some people seem to have so much confidence in God and have no fear of the future and they can trust God? Why is it? The difference is in what they're saying. You can place a person spiritually. You can place a person spiritually by just listening to them talk. I can listen to you a few minutes and I know what you, where you are spiritually. Just your words. Your words will give you away. It's so important. What you say. Now. I alluded to this. I need to give you something this morning. I pray to God that you will understand what's really happening in the heavenlies. This is so important. If you are a Christian, you need to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. How things work. How God is working. What is Jesus doing today? Is Jesus just sitting by his father doing nothing? What's Jesus' ministry today? The Bible says he's seated at the Father's right hand. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1, it makes it clear, every high priest, every high priest is, uh, is taken from among men and is appointed for men in things that pertain to God. Jesus is our high priest. The Bible tells us this. Read in Hebrews over and over again. He tells us Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is being appointed, taken from among men. 
That's what the Bible tells us. God said, I have made you a priest after the order of Melchizedek. That's the high priest. Jesus is the high priest. God made him that. He was taken among, from among men and appointed for men in things pertaining to God. So when you have to deal with God, you need your high priest in things. Everything that you have to do with God, you need this high priest to represent you before God. And Jesus is that high priest. You have to understand that. He's not just right now what he's done. He came, he, was, he came here to be our savior. But up there, he's been our high priest. Making supplication and giving gifts to God and giving sacrifices. Welcome into that. You see, many times Christians don't have a lot of understanding. That's why the Bible says, my people perish for lack of Knowledge, they just don't have it. They make it so complicated, they seem to them, it's so difficult, they can't get there. Well, if you cannot take it in these simple terms and act on it, then you begin to see God at work in your life. You don't have to be 30 years old as a Christian. Many 30 years old Christians wear their diapers walking around. But you have to understand God's principles. When I study the word, I'm looking for principles to live by. They're just like laws, like the laws of gravity. They never fail. They'll never fail. But these are spiritual principles. There are natural principles like the law of gravity. And then there are spiritual principles. They don't fail. The spiritual principles are higher than the natural principles. Jesus can suspend gravity. Amen. Through spiritual principle. He can suspend that thing. He can tell the wind not to move. See his wind. And they will obey him. How is he operating? He's operating from the spiritual principle against that. Because spiritual principles are always higher than natural principles principles so when you understand spiritual principles you don't live according to the scriptures like ordinary men like paul said you live life differently you don't have to be afraid of anything you know who you know amen you know who you know no fear of death nothing because god is with you jesus is that high priest now let me share with you what he says Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, 3. Now this is the main point of the, the things we are saying. Amen? The main point of the things we are saying. I've been talking to you, you Hebrews. I've been writing to you. But this is the main. Amen? The main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest. That's Jesus, the main point, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which is the which the Lord erected and not man. Then he tells you, for every high priest is appointed to offer what? 
both gifts and sacrifices. So what is he saying? This Jesus, who is a high priest, also in the heavens has to offer gifts and sacrifices. I feel sorry for those who won't pay their tithes. You give you nothing to work with. You got no gifts. He's there for you. He's representing you up there for your good. So you can have the abundant life. You argue against time. You argue against your high priest. He has nothing to offer to your father. He's representing you. He says very clear to, to, to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one high priest also have something to offer. Right? He must have something as well. Jesus, the high priest, he's there, the true tabernacle. He's offering something. But what is he offering? What has he got to offer to the Father? I'm glad you asked. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. He says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, what, what does he want us to do? Let us hold fast our confessions. And you can read that also in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, we come with full assurance of faith, beginning from verse 19. Come boldly into his presence with the blood of Jesus, with full assurance of faith, your conscience purged. He says, have you know holding fast to your confession without wavering because god will promise is faithful now that we have a high priest a great high priest we have to do that seeing then that we have not just some kind of high priest amen a great high priest hold fast to your confession Hold fast to what you're saying. The words of your mouth. That's the difference. The things that you are saying over your life. That's the difference. And the things that you are saying, that you believe, that you speak, are they different from what God says in his words? If they are different, you get what you're saying. If they are different from the word of God, your high priest has nothing to offer. He is the high priest of our confession. He ministers through using our confession to offer to the Father. But most of the things we're giving to him to offer in terms of our confession, he really cannot offer them to his Father. He says, don't bring these lambs that, are, that have broken legs to me. I'm not as, and my Father will not accept those. The, the, what you offer has to be without spot or wrinkle. But the confession we make, they can't be offered to the Father. They're useless. They'll destroy us. Hold fast to your confession. That's where the difference is. What Christians say. That's why I said, I can listen to you a few minutes and I can place you spiritually. Amen? I can place you spiritually. I know where you are. I know where your understanding is. Am I that high? No. Over the years, I have to place myself many times. You got no understanding. God, give me understanding. Give me wisdom. I want to know. I want to know. 
It's so important. Don't just be a Christian. And then you see these people doing things and you're wondering, how come they this? No, 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 no. This thing is so simple. Take it, act on it. And see what God will do. For you, your family, your children, and their children after them. That's the key thing to obtain from the Bible. Don't just read scriptures. Amen. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 11, he says, Assuredly, I I say to you, he was talking to Nicodemus, we speak what we know and we testify what we have seen. You only speak what you know. That's why we can place you. Once I hear you talk, I can place you. I can possibly tell what the struggles are. Tell me your dreams. Even when you sleep. The kind of dreams that you have. And I can know what's going on. As they come out of your mouth. I can place you. We speak what we know. And we testify what we have seen. That's what Jesus said. What you know will unconsciously come out of your mouth. But when it comes out of your mouth, because it's coming from your heart, the Bible tells us in in, uh, uh, Romans chapter 10, beginning from verse 8, he talks about the word, the word of faith that we preach. He's in your mouth and in your heart, which is the word of faith we preach. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. But that's a spiritual law. Once you believe it in your heart, whatever that is, and you begin to speak it, you get what you say. You get what you say. It's coming out of a heart of faith. Is that going to be negative? Or is it going to be positive? If it's negative, your life is going to be negative. Do you know why people make a big deal and make fortune out of telling people to speak positively? And think positively. They make you come to huge stadiums. And you pay large amounts to hear them speak. To tell you, speak this way. They're only dealing with the mind. Amen. That is, doesn't even have to do with their spirit. And yet it's working for them. Now, if it's not working for them, their, their stadiums will be empty. Right? What you say and what you believe in your heart, the way you think is going to affect your life. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 through 37. You see, God sends people. He gives revelation, amen, to God's people. It's both for you and me so that our lives can be transformed. Amen. Amen. Don't just go to church and just leave with nothing. Nothing to change your life with. You can't go to Jesus and go away from him as if you've not been in his presence. That's because of our mindset. We're not ready to get anything. We don't take anything with us to change our lives. We're not looking to a better future. We're just satisfied with the status quo. We're not ready for anything. Then come to God with the mind. Things have got to change. Amen. 
God tell me what I can do to make things change in my life. To make things change in my family. To make things change in my finances. To make things change with my children. Go to God and He alone will do these miracles for us. If we walk according to His principles. If we walk according to His principles. Jesus said, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? And we're coming to that. Good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will account of it in the day of judgment. Then he gives you the principle. Amen? He tells you why I just said that to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's saying for every idle word that a man speaks, you are going to account, you give account of it, on the day of judgment. Why? That's the word there for. For or because by the words of your mouth you will be justified. And by the words of your mouth you will be condemned. In other words, the words that you say is going to either help you or break you. If you're speaking negative things against your life, Against your family, against your children, you may think you're just speaking. God said your words are doing things in those things. Your life that He created to be a great life, you've knocked your life down by the words that you're speaking and never allowed God's will to be fully done in your life. And so, when you go, He's going. You're going to give account for what you said, because what you said. I'd made the word of God of no effect in that life, your life, your children's life, because of the things you're saying. Jesus said you will, have, you will give account of it that day. That's serious. What you say matters. Because what you're saying from your mouth is affecting your life and your children's life, your husband's life, your wife's life. You keep telling them how stupid they are dummies and all of that that's what you get but when you get up there god's going to ask it from you why did you speak those words you said they were just words they were idle words uh-uh they're not you thought they were idle words are never idle amen words always do things they're never idle that's why the bible is asking us to renew our minds because what's happening to you, what you think, and God puts the two equally, what you think and what you say, they are about the same in his mind. Because when you think it, it's going to come out of your mouth. When you believe it, and that's the way you're thinking, subconsciously or unconsciously, it comes out of your mouth. And once it comes out of your mouth, you've given birth. You got the baby now. You can't kill the baby to put you in prison. so important very very important all we want to do is just this oh lord and all of that stuff the emotional things it wears off immediately 
you need to go deeper. Amen? Go deeper into the word of God. Deep calls out to deep. You want to be fluffy like children, raining, screaming, and all of that stuff? Uh, you keep wearing diapers. And a 12-year-old with diapers is no good thing to be around. You give account for those things. It's so important. I pray that God will change your mind today. It's so funny what you hear Christians, Christians confessing. It's incredible. They speak of defeat and their inability to overcome and Satan's dominion over their lives. You hear them talking about the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. You start thinking their, their last name is the devil, the devil, the devil. That's all. The devil is after me. The devil is after my family. The devil, the devil, the devil. What you're saying is you're saying the devil has power over your life. Why you keep speaking those things? You call the devil's name more than you call the name of Jesus. And say, why would Jesus be around you? All you talk about is the devil, the devil. The devil is doing this to my family. And you, you can't even change. And then all this, all they want to tell you is their feeling. They tell you how they feel. I feel this way. I've got to be real. I feel this way. And if you try to talk them out of your feelings, based on the word of God, they get offended. And I don't care. That's just the way I feel. Well, feel until you die. Huh? Feel, feel, feel. We walk by faith and not by sight. But faith is not revealed unless through words or actions. Amen. They talk about their sickness. Sickness, sickness, sickness. That's all they talk about. Sickness, I'm sick, 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 sick. And then you wonder if they're really proud of being sick. They don't, they see you, they all they want to talk about sick, sick, sick. That's all you talk about. That's who you are, sick. Why can't you think about what God said? By his stripes, we were healed. Your confession is sickness all the time. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Though you will eat the fruit thereof, according to the scriptures. But you want to speak those things all the time. And we're coming to that. Amen? So important. Others want to talk about your lack. Lack, 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 lack. You know, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have this. They want everybody to know they don't have. Once it consumes your mind, as a man thinks, you're poor. Poverty is not a virtue. Get rid of that thing in your head. That's religion. Poverty is not a virtue. If you think poverty is a virtue, don't get happy when somebody who has gives you a gift. If he's not doing well the way we think, the rich man may not be serving God. Why are you being blessed when they give to you? Why are you rejoicing? The word of God is clear. 
I've said this before here. I, I, I believe in God, the Lord spoke to me. I listened to what God says to me and I believe it firmly. I believe it firmly because God said to me very clearly, and he's saying to every one of us, it's just the time he spoke to me. He said, from now on, till you see me face to face, you will not know lack in your home. He told me that. I have it written. At the time he was speaking to me, my kids were eating just noodles. That's all we could afford. It was difficult for me to accept it, but I said, this is the Lord. And if things get difficult, I pull those, those things out from my computer. And I start reading them and I'm telling God, this is not right. This is what you said to me. So I'm not afraid of the future for my family. I don't know. I believe it's going to get better. Amen? I'm not afraid of that. It's going to get better somehow. God works his word through for us. What we need to be aware of is be careful not to have unbelief. This is really important. You see, unbelief is different. Unbelief is very different. Unbelief is different in terms of believers and people who are not Christians. People who are not Christians, they just don't believe. You are a believer, but you can have unbelief. You heard that? You are already a believer, but you can have unbelief. You know what that means? Unbelief is refusing to be fully persuaded. That's all it is. You just refuse to be fully persuaded. No matter what God says, you're not persuaded. Even, God, even though God is and a minister is telling you by his stripes, you're healed, you're not fully persuaded. You are going by your sense knowledge and the way you feel and what the doctor has said, you're not fully persuaded. That's called unbelief. That's unbelief. So if you feel that way, you cannot boldly confess what you don't believe. Can you? You can't. You are afraid to tell your friends... Because you don't really believe it will actually come to pass. Because if you tell your friends and it, don't, it doesn't come to pass, then they'll laugh at you. So you're afraid. Some people get healed in meetings. But they are afraid to confess it. You know why? Because they are thinking it happened so fast, it possibly will come back. So they don't say anything about it. Guess why? Unbelief. They refuse to be persuaded that God who touched them, that his gifts and callings are without repentance. So they will not say it. They won't confess it. Some of them say, I just want to wait until it's real. Well, you're walking in unbelief. If you don't believe it, it will never be real. You just need to believe it to see it. You know, if you don't say it, if you cannot speak it boldly, you'll never see it. The promise of God. If you cannot speak it boldly, and some of the things I do here when I'm speaking to you, you know what I'm doing? I'm just making my confession. Just like what I told you about my family, you know what I'm doing? I'm just making my confession. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I'm telling you, so all of you can hear, amen, and I'm putting my trust in God. 
I don't know what's going to happen. But I can trust God's word. It's unbelief. You are not able to say it. Because you cannot believe it. It's God's will for everyone to come into the promised land. Or the land of plenty. But not all people will get in there. Everyone is not going to get there. Your words will determine whether you get in there or not. It was the words of those that God brought out of Egypt. Not their, just their actions. It was their words that stopped them from entering into the promised land. Have you thought about that? It wasn't their action. It's what they said that prevented them from going into the promised land. Not their actions. Their actions and their words, if you want to put it together. But if God said, what I have heard you say, that's what I'm going to do. What I heard from your mouth, that's what I'm going to do. The key thing is to change the way you think based on scriptures and believe the word of God against what you know in the natural and begin to speak those things. Amen. A new Christian can be transformed in a in few months. If they do this, if they do this, it's so important. The 12 spies. Let me read this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, in Numbers chapter two, uh, 14, verse 1 and 2. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in, the, in this wilderness. Guess what happened to them? They died in the wilderness. All of them. God said, and if you read in verse, uh, I believe it's verse 12 of that same uh, chapter, God said, I will disinherit them. I will disinherit them. They hadn't gotten to the promised land yet. But in God's mind, they already have the promised land. And so when they said these things, God told Moses, I will disinherit them and none of these individuals because of what they've said that they are not able to get into the land. But Joshua and Caleb, they are of another spirit. Amen. They are of another spirit. Why? Because they said, we can take them on. Let's go right away and take the land. I'm going to close with this. It is time to start speaking. Amen. God could not see until he had spoken. In Genesis 1, I believe verse 3, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God saw the light that it was good. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And then God began to walk with the light. Amen. Until God spoke, God couldn't see. You also made in his image. If you can't speak, 
you have no reason to see anything. Amen? I, I like to share this scripture, which is so important as a Christian. Luke verse 21, verse 15. For I will give you a mouth. Amen? Every believer has a mouth. Amen? Can you say that with me? Every believer has a mouth. <laughs> Not the mouth you were born with. Amen? <laughs> Otherwise... You already have one. He says, I will, God, Jesus said, I will give you a, a mouth. And wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Can you shout, amen? All your enemies cannot resist your mouth and wisdom. Amen. No force against your life, no force of poverty, no force of sickness can resist your mouth. Because God, after you are born again, a new creature, he gave you a new mouth. Amen? Your enemies cannot resist. The Bible says in Joel 3 verse 10, Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. What's God saying here? You feel weak? Don't speak that. Is that not what he's saying? You feel confused? Don't say it. He says, if you feel weak, then say, you are strong. Well, the, the man with the natural mind, mind says, that's a lie. You feel weak. I'm just going to be real. I'll speak that I'm weak. Well, you stay weak. But God said, this is a spiritual principle. Let the weak say, I am strong. That's where your healing comes. Let the poor say, I am, don't say, speak of your poverty, speak of the riches, because God said it. The truth is what God said, not what you're seeing in the natural. Speak what God says, and you have what God says. The same words that created the universe, and that's holding the universe together. Speak his word against what you're feeling. Start today. If you're sick, Say you are well. It's not a lie. In this mind of God, you are speaking the truth. Amen. From your mouth that your enemy cannot resist. Resist the devil. And the Bible says, how do you resist the devil? You're going to wrestle with him? Your mouth. Your mouth. It's your mouth. You resist him. With your mouth. And what will he do? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, don't speak your poverty. Let the confused say, I have a sound mind. Let the depressed say, wow, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. By faith in the word of God. That's what we need to be saying. Let the fearful say, I'm bold. 
I am not a weakling. Speak the word. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love. I have a sound mind. Devil, hear it. Hear it, devil. I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I'm not going to see the doctor to analyze my mind. I have a sound mind. They say, well, you're schizophrenic. No, by his stripes I'm healed. I have a sound mind. He sent his word and healed them. Amen. The trouble is in your mouth. Amen. If you're experiencing difficulties, let's go and take account of what you've been speaking. We'll place you. Amen. We'll place you. Let's write down all you have been speaking this last week. Amen? And we can see, oh, we see why you are here now. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. You have a problem in your life? Why do you keep calling your friends and telling them how much trouble you got? <laughs> you can do that with him. Amen? Tell him. What's going on? Amen? Tell him. Next Sunday when you come in, get ready. He says, well, when I get in there, whatever the pastor says, I know I'm going to get my healing. That's what you say from home. That's what the woman with the issue of blood said. If I touch, come ready to get well. Amen? Don't speak those negative things over your life. And put a curse over your life with your own mouth. Don't speak your words. Speak to your bank account. I know religious people will tell you what kind of thing. They are only after money and all of that. But I tell you what, if you cannot pay your bills, it's hard to pray. Very hard. Just be real. (laughs) If they are threatening to take your home tomorrow, you may pray very well, but your mind will not, you are frantic. It's just the way we are. Don't deceive yourself. It's the truth. We need these things. Amen. God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he knows you need these things. Amen? And if you say you don't need them, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. You need them. But face him first. Amen? And facing him is means confessing his word. Lift your hands up this morning. Make a good confession before God. Today, I'm not going to make an altar call uh, to you, for people to come up here. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you haven't really given him fully your heart i want you to do that to him right now tell him with your mouth your mouth is so important once you speak it it takes over tell him with your mouth say jesus say with me everybody jesus i want you to be the lord of my life lord i will serve you with all of my heart i will make myself available constantly consistently in your house so that I might be taught the word of God thank you father in Jesus name now I'm going to let you do this you have a problem in your life okay I'm going to give you a time because I know the Lord is with me here this morning amen I know he is I want you to speak to that thing but tell don't speak that thing but tell him what you really want. That thing is a thing in your life, right? Speak to it this morning and tell him what you think is going to happen 
based on God's word. Has the doctor spoken to you and given you some diagnosis or whatever it is? Speak to it. Amen? Speak God's word to it. Now, don't hold your mouth and say nothing. That's the first step in defeat. Amen? <laughs> Keeping your mouth shut. You got to speak. And you got to speak boldly. Amen? So let's lift our hands up to the Lord. And you begin to speak to that thing right now. I need to hear you. Uh, uh, don't get religious on me. Speak to that thing, whatever it is in your life that you won't change. Make sure you hear yourself. That's very important. It's good that you hear yourself. Speak to it and say, this thing, you are not going to stay in my life anymore. You're going out. You're going out. I'm tired. This is a new day. God is coming into my life. And this thing has got to stop. And it's stopping today because I'm going to live a new life. God is with me and God cannot be against me. No one can be against me because God is with me. Thank you, Father. Whatever you want, whatever you want, speak to it and speak with a heart of faith, with a heart of conviction that God is with you and He is for you. He is with you. He is your high priest. He is fighting for you. He is speaking to the Father for you. That situation has got to change and I'm going to speak with you against that situation in your life. In the name of Jesus, I command all the circumstances to change and if there are demonic forces behind them, in Jesus' name, I command them to leave right now in Jesus' name. Leave the people of God. Leave the people of God. Leave the people of God. Fill your people with your goodness right now, God. In Jesus' name, fill them with your goodness. They are yours, oh God, and you love them. The enemy can no longer oppress them. You came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What they are experiencing is against the word of God and it's a lie. It's only what you have ordained. It's our portion. That's our portion. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you put your hands together? Give him a clap offering. Give him a clap offering. He deserves it. Your day is here. This is your day. This is the appointed time. This is the day of salvation. According to the word of God, this is your day of salvation. Take it and go from the house of God with joy because the word of God says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless you. We're dismissed.